In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. So why are you here this morning? It's a great question, isn't it? Maybe you're here because you have to work this morning. Maybe you're here because you are depleted and tired and worn out. Maybe you're here because somebody told you you had to be here. Maybe you're here because of some great, grievous sin that you committed and you desire God's forgiveness. Why are you here? You're here because you are a disciple of Jesus. Well, how did you become a disciple? Because you are. You're here. You confess. But you and I don't measure up, do we? In fact, according to the words we heard today from Jesus, frankly, we don't even come close. Hating your own family, hating your own life, renounce all that you have, even allowing for the fact that the word hate here doesn't mean despise and being against your family or your life or that you wish them ill or wish them dead, but means that you're willing, what you're willing to leave behind to be a disciple. Can you honestly say this morning that you've never put your family before God? That you've never been silent because you didn't want to offend somebody? That you were never more fearful of what your family would say or think or do than God? Can you really honestly say that you haven't followed your own desires and appetites rather than the Word of God? that what the world says seems better than God? Have you never at least temporarily put down the cross because of public ridicule or persecution has come your way? Have you never compromised to avoid hardship or conflict? Can you say that? Because I can't. So how did you do it? How did you become a disciple, a follower of Jesus, and be here today? Seriously. Or maybe you haven't. Maybe you're just fooling yourself, wishful thinking, call yourself a disciple when you're really not. That's what the world thinks of us, by the way. Those are the accusations that they'll throw in our face. You're hypocrites. You call yourself a Christian, but you're no better than the next guy. In fact, you and I are worse. Because we call ourselves Christians, but we don't live like it. And that's especially what the devil wants you to think and believe this morning. 
using Jesus' own, own words, the words we heard today to prove it. See, disciple, you, me, we're rather unsalty, like Jesus talked about today. That's who we are, good for nothing, not even for a manure pile. That hurts. But if you and I look at our lives, you know that he's right. And if judged by your life or mine, we'll be thrown somewhere else worse than a manure pile. So thank you, devil. Thank you. You've accused me and reminded me of this truth. And because you mean to drive me away and separate me from Jesus, either by making me try to clean myself up and try harder and rely on myself, or by making me despair and think that there's no hope. But we're not here for that. We're here to repent and find my life and my discipleship not in me after all, but in Jesus which is how he meant you and me to hear these words this morning. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. That's what Jesus said. So I invite you with me to hear what Jesus has to say, and not you, devil. That's the ace up my sleeve. Or better to say, the word of truth in my ear, because you know, devil, the first thing that I heard that made me a disciple isn't what, how good I am or that there was anything in me. It was this. I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. You see, that's when I became a disciple. Jesus did it. I didn't. He made me a child of God. He cleansed me. He gave me this life with words and water. He took this worthless person from the manure pile and made me his own. How about that, devil? And while you're at it, you're right. I haven't lived the way that I should. I've fallen more times than I can count. You know what else I hear in these ears, devil? You better improve or you better get better. No, Jesus says to me, I forgive you all of your sins. You see, that's what keeps me a disciple, what Jesus keeps giving to me, not my improvement. So even when I repent, it's not to do something for Jesus, it's to hear the words of forgiveness that I can't make salt salty again. But he does. So you're pretty good, devil, using these words against me and all of us Christians, and you actually get me to believe you sometimes and not to believe God to choose death rather than life, because you know how weak we each are. But I remember how you tried to use these words against Jesus, Mr. Devil, do you remember? I'm sure you do, though you'd rather forget. It was while Jesus was hanging derelict on a cross. You had all those people come and mock him and spit upon him. Yeah, you thought you could establish and build the kingdom of God, Jesus, but he couldn't complete it, and you laughed at him. 
He thought he could do this spiritual war, but look at him, dead on a cross. Yep, that's Jesus, dead on a cross. But what happened, Mr. Devil? He descended into hell and he shut your filthy mouth, didn't he? Because you thought he was dead, but he rose again from the dead. You thought he was this defeated, but he descended into hell and proclaimed victory. You thought you were king of this world, but now look at you. You're like a gun with no ammunition, a sheath without a sword, a bomb without any explosives. You look all bad, but you're nothing. My sins are forgiven, and you cannot condemn me. Now, therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died for all sinners. So, devil, you can shut your mouth. But you know what I hear? He opens my mouth. And you know what he puts in it? His body and blood given for me and you. Yes, the same body and blood that hang, hung on the cross and you thought was dead, that you thought you could beat Mr. Devil, that you thought was going to decompose in the tomb, it didn't. He lives. And now so do I. Because of him. You are what you eat, aren't you? So I am a child of God. And so are you. I am dead and risen with him. I followed him through death and the grave, or better to say, I conquered death and the grave through Jesus. And when I run away like Onesimus, thank you, Jesus, for sending me Pastor Paul to call me back and send me back to you. And when others come to me looking for forgiveness, help me to welcome them back like Philemon and forgive them knowing that you have paid their debt and mine. And when faced with choice between life and good, death and evil, help me to know the difference. Because as you know, Jesus, the devil can make good look bad, life look like death, and righteousness look like evil but fill my ears with your word that I know and choose life and good and beauty and holiness that I follow you no matter what cross is put on me into the promised land of heaven. So that's how you did it. That's how you became a disciple. It wasn't you or me after all. We're not able. It's all Jesus who lives in you. So you are who he says you are, and you now do what he has done for you and given to you. We forgive others in Jesus' name, and we hear his forgiveness and receive his body and blood. We are his children. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.